Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible foods the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? All right. Yes, welcome into the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears. Alongside my sister, a certified health coach and mother of three, Hayden. Sears, Hello. how are you doing there? Good. All right. And Hi, across the room, oh, we're missing, we're missing sound oh, man Matt, our little brother. Matt. He uh where did he have to go? He said he, he, he said, he said Oh, I have to go to San Diego, but oh, he's a vague, so anyways, yeah, so we'll have to bug know. him later. But, so he essentially set up the uh, he said, hit the red button. And so I got to make sure it's going. Yes, it looks like it's going. So, hey, we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and then hopefully help you through some of those moments that are a little less than joyful. <laughs> <laughs> those so, never happen. Yes, ever. yes. So, Everything is happy. Yes. All so, the time. We, uh, yeah, some really fun topic today and uh, some actually very special guest, yes. a repeat, a returning guest on the show. Um, the. Man who is responsible, responsible. <laughs> for all of this, uh, Dr. For William Sears, uh, our dad. Yep. Hey, how you, do, how you Hi, doing, Daddy. Dad? Hi, guys. Hi. I, I'm, I, I, I've been called many things, but responsible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, responsible for our lives. <laughs> right. And then uh, we are so pleased to have, oh man, you know, I don't have her last name. Oh, we've Bagley? Yeah. Baggerly. Oh, Baggerly. Okay. We've just been calling her Carol. Yes. And then we have Carol Baggerly, who is the founder of Grassroots Health, which is a nonprofit public health organization that focuses on moving research into practice. Mm. So, which is pretty cool. Because, yeah. um, I mean, right there, I just sound, you know, as a pediatrician, we try to keep things really, really simple mm-hmm. and use small words yes. like polka dots and, <laughs> and, and favorite color being yellow. So, mm-hmm. welcome. Thank you, Carol, for Thank joining you for us. Thank you for me. And uh, essentially, I think what we're talking about today is vitamin D, mm-hmm. right? And just the massive importance of this. And yes. uh, and this, man, I mean, when I grad, I think when I finished medical school, um, the, if you would ask me what's what's up with vitamin D, I'm like, oh, if you don't get it, you get rickets, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was literally the understanding that we had of vitamin D. And now we've, you know, now twenty five years later. Um, you know, we know that vitamin D is massively important. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I like to call it hormone D. It's because, uh, <laughs> you know, when you call something a vitamin, it's like, it's like eh, eh, it kind of yeah. plays it down. Yeah, okay, take it, it does. You know. But uh, this is a hormone, you know, it acts like a hormone. And um, so thank you for joining us, Carol. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And uh, I'm excited because I think you've said we are going to literally go head to toe uh-huh. um, all the organ systems uh, of the body that are massively important for yes. vitamin D. And, so. you know, as a mom, we're going to get into some really super practical things like how vitamin D inter- is is related to the sun. And then since it's summertime, we're going to talk about sunscreen because I, as a health coach and as a mom, I get that question so much. What, ty- what type do you use? What brand? What about all the chemicals? Do I need it? Do I don't? So uh, Carol's going to really talk to us about how to use sunscreen efficiently. Um, so stay tuned because we're going to get to that. Uh, yeah. But first, although let's let's before we do comments okay. with Aiden, yeah. let's do um, let's have Doctor Bill tell us uh, how he met Carol. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jim and Hayden. And about a month ago, very close friend Thierry Laurent at our house, a guest at our house from France. Thierry's from France says, "There's a person you must meet. One of the country's experts in vitamin D." And as soon as he said, vitamin D, I need to know more about that. So 
Carol Baggerly comes up to our home for dinner. And we start our vitamin D evening, I call it, with a little dose of sunshine outside. <laughs> and then I served Carol the number one nutritional source of vitamin D, wild salmon. And I'm listening to Carol. Three hours later, my mind was, wow, she knows so much about vitamin D and practical things. The head-to-toe vitamin, we call it, <laughs> as Jim said, is really the hormone. So, Carol, I was most fascinating with your personal health recovery story that got you so passionate and becoming an expert in vitamin D. Could you share us that, that health story that got you started? I always love sharing my health story because it didn't just get me started. It maintains me every single day. Um, in 2005, actually, there are a lot of women that call themselves breast cancer survivors. I personally have always used the term breast cancer treatment survivors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I had breast cancer in 2005. It was a very large tumor. Um, I had a mastectomy. I had both chemo and radiation, which partly mid-treatment I chose not to do anymore because I found that the effects were so violent on my body, and there's something inbred that I'm a very peaceful person. Um, and believe it or not, I just quit. And on one time, on one of those with the chemo, when I chose to stop taking it because the neuropathy in my legs was getting so bad, um, the doctor walked out of the room, period. That hmm. was the last time I saw him. So... At the end of the various sessions, I'm, by background, a scientist and a um, creator of new and engineered things, and I said, there's got to be a better way. There has got to be a better way. And I'm blessed with a son who has spent many years at uh, MD Anderson Cancer Center, so I had a different kind of resource there. Uh, and one time I said him, told him, you know, there's got to be a better way, and his response was, Mom... We're doing the best we can. Hmm. My response was, it's not good enough. And so for two years after the 2005 incident, I really did nothing. Uh, well, I guess I ate and slept, but, <laughs> hmm. uh, but study um, cancer. What causes it? How do you deal with it? So forth and so on. And almost by accident, on February the 13th, 2007, I remember the day, and I will always remember it, um, I had a medical appointment for a standard physical, and the doctor said, Carol, uh, it looks like you have kind of the beginning stages of uh, osteomalacia. And I said, why? I work out. I do all these good, healthy eating things. What's wrong? And she says, well, you might be vitamin D deficient. And I said, what's that? And so she gave me some pills and told me to go home. Okay, I went back to my computer to start working on cancer again. And I, to this day, I apologize to the vitamin D researchers and say it took me two hours before I keyed in vitamin D and cancer. Hmm. What came up changed my life. There was a research paper which had just been published by Dr. Cedric Garland of UCSD showing that you could prevent Prevent. You got that word? Mm -hmm. Prevent. Mm -hmm. At least 50% of breast cancer with nothing more than vitamin D. 
Wow. 50%. 50%. And this was known back in 2007, okay? Remember, this is 12 years ago. Uh Mm -hmm. So after I cried a little bit and shook a little bit, um, I also have the scientific hat, which I put on, and I said, I called a friend of mine at UCSD. I know a lot of people there. And I said, is this guy a flake? You know, really, this is too good to be true. Is this guy a flake? And she said, this is 2007, no, Carol, he's not a flake. He's probably the best-known vitamin D and cancer, breast cancer researcher in the world, and he's very discouraged. I said, why is he discouraged? He's been doing this research for 30 years, Hmm. 30 years, and he felt like nobody was listening. I said, I'm listening. I really have to share with you, if I may, the next step that really got me into mm-hmm. this. Please uh, do it. Yeah. I looked online and saw that there was coming up literally in barely a month in March, a National Cancer Institute conference, uh, actually, of researchers on vitamin D and cancer. And I said, I've got to go to that um, because they're going to talk about it. I need to know yeah. more. And uh, I tried to enroll, and they chose to tell me at that point in time that um, I didn't qualify. I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't a researcher, blah, blah, blah. And then I met up um, through a friend, another gentleman, Dr. Anthony Norman at UC Riverside. And Dr. Norman, I learned later, not then, um, was actually one of those granddaddies that actually got the whole science of vitamin D going many years ago. Mm-hmm. I was invited by him to come visit him at his house, and I did, and I walked in the door, and a couple of minutes later, he says, Carol, would you like to sit down? I had just walked in the door and started asking him questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I told him about, I really wanted to go to this seminar, and but they had told me I couldn't. And he says, oh, you can come. You can come as my guest. I said, fine, because I'm leading the seminar. So I meet the right people to start with. Yeah. Um, at any rate, it was that enormous point of view that you can only treat cancer uh, or do something with it after it occurs. And at that very meeting, um, I was blessed actually with the information that really changed my life because they presented all these papers. Many of them were very good, very, very good on cancer and what they were doing with mice and everything. And at the end, the leader... uh, ask a subgroup of people, you know, where do we go from here? And I learned the famous oft-repeated research word, which is, we need to do more research. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I stood up shortly after, after my heart started to get out of my throat, and I said, where is your sense of urgency? Mm -hmm. And this was addressed to the scientists in the room. Mm -hmm. It was rather silent after that. Uh, And the meeting was actually over, and I was ready to go back home and do something else. All of a sudden, there was a line of at least 50 of those scientists waiting to talk to me. And they had one question. What can you do to help? Get the word out. What can you do to help? And all of a sudden, the mission got clear. (laughs) Sure. And we took off. Well, that's great. Um, uh, your your website is grassrootshealth.net, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. That is and, true. And, um, you know, I'm curious. Um, I know everybody's waiting for comments. Waiting, I know. But, that's like well, we'll get part. to that in a second. Um, 
you know, I'm curious if you alluded to this study that essentially saying that you can prevent half half of uh, was it breast cancer cases? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Is that the study? Or, and because I was going to ask you, is that the study that kind of compared people with levels of uh, under twenty versus levels over forty? Over that, sixty. Okay. It was, Ac- it was actually, 60. no, 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 no. Doctor Garland's study was done before the twenty kind of thing. Okay. And I'm sorry, I don't honestly recall his baseline. Gotcha. Thing there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I had seen somewhere that was then. essentially, you know, if you're under twenty, your risk of uh, I'm pretty sure it was cancer was, you know, double versus mm-hmm. if you're over, I thought it was 40, but which is still too low. Um, no. But anyway, so we published a paper just last year with our cohort with all these beautiful people that have signed up for this project, which demonstrated um, an 80 percent, 80 percent reduction mm-hmm. in breast cancer comparing 20 to 60 nanograms per yes. ml. Mm-hmm. And 60 is still safe, folks. Right. And everybody and I, listening. And I read that. I read that. Uh, Carol, you sent mm-hmm. that to us. And what, what was so impressive about our, our meeting with you is, you know, we as a, as a family, one of our mantras is, show me the science. Mm-hmm. Because when we're talking about family health, they're too precious just to throw out a bunch of flaky stuff. Show me the science. And that's what you did. Show me the science. And that one paper you sent me, almost 80% reduction mm-hmm. prevention of breast cancer if your vitamin D levels over 60. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow. And, and what, what I was hearing from you, too, is so much emphasis is focused on treatment and not enough on prevention. Mm-hmm. And if you can prevent most breast cancer by keeping your levels of vitamin D up, I want to hear more about yeah, that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, everybody listening right now, if you don't know what your level, what your vitamin D level is... Um, yeah. You're flying blind, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. curious, every, who in this room doesn't know what their latest vitamin D <laughs> level is? I'm, you know, do you? Yeah, I don't you know had... the specific level, but I get it tested every other year, okay, and it's. Gotcha. Yeah. I was blown away, and um, that uh, um, you know, not long after I visited a dermatologist to to have him take a look at all the sun damage of my skin. I'm a mm-hmm. surfer, a sailor. I'm in the sun a yeah. lot. I figured. Oh. I'm good with vitamin D, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so even so, I'm going to see the dermatologist to deal with you know sun damage to my skin. Um, yet a, about a week or two later, I go see my my physician, my own personal physician for my annual blood work and everything, and I get my vitamin D level back, and I was blown away that it was 25. Wow! You know, and I wow. uh, was like, okay, whoa, and that that's where I kind of I I thought I was going along just mm-hmm. fine. You know, I get plenty of sun. And it's and a simple yeah. blood test, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. any, I, I think when any time you're going to be getting blood anyway, okay. yes. just yeah. ask your doctor. Say, I, I want to keep mm-hmm. an eye on my Absolutely. vitamin D, and they'll and throw Jim, that in I there. I had the same. I, I, I was, mine was 30. Yeah. And, I, and I'm in the sun You guys are in the, the sun this guy, all the time. This guy literally all writes time. his books <laughs> even, in I even Speedos a, I even have a bikini at home. Men call them Speedos. I salmon all the time. What did he call them? I'm 30. Bikini? So there must Listeners, be people Listeners, my dad has never worn a bikini. Just a disclaimer. He does not wear a bikini. It's a Speedo, <laughs> but, um, which I think we threw away last year. I think right, we, we threw away my Speedos. Away. Okay, but it's true. <laughs> let's take a quick break and... Um, I want to tackle comments because uh, <laughs> we've made such a big. Or deal we could always it. do it later. Well, I'm know. just going to okay. do it now. Okay, we're, okay. Wait, and then now it's time for <laughs> comments with Hayden. Okay, we have a couple cool ones. This is from Justin five one two. Love the podcast. It's funny, and I learned a few things. 
Thanks, Justin. We're good. That's cool. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going right? for. Sweet. <laughs> we we nailed it. Because if you don't make anybody laugh, I don't think you can make them learn. Right. And that's so probably that's why you learned a few things. Yeah, yeah. And so he's a man. Make so him laugh cool. and then make him learn. Yeah. And then, uh, what was his name? Jason? Justin. Justin. Yeah. Justin. Justin, do you know your vitamin D level? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If so, comment below. Okay. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> then... You want to? You want to? Uh, we one of the things that Grassroots Health started doing in 2009 was to offer uh, kits that you can do in your own home. You don't have to go to your doctor's oh, office. Oh, excellent! Okay. And so, for any of those of you who don't know your vitamin D level, you can log on. <laughs> now, and I'm so glad you brought that because that, that was actually one of the questions I want to ask. Because I've asked every time I meet a an expert, and I I ask one of the questions I ask them is if do you know of a reliable finger prick method to test your vitamin D. And mm-hmm. most of the, the, actually all the experts have always said, eh, it's not as good as the, the, the full arm in the lab blood draw, which the moment I try to get a, a, a mom to take her three-year-old to right. the lab yeah. to stick a needle in the arm versus uh-huh. a little finger prick that we do in the office. We have easily. tested those, so, so we know that they're good. Oh, good. So, oh, yeah. so excellent. So that is, so we're going to put a, uh, and um, put a link to mm-hmm. the, your particular test kit and uh, that parents can get. and uh, So that's that's wonderful news. So, excellent. Yeah. And feel free, Carol, if you jump in anytime. And uh, she, while well, Co- hey, Hayden was reading with, that comment, yeah. Carol raises her hand. Yeah. I'm like, this is good. Okay, so okay, but we're in the mu- middle of comments with Hayden. The music's still playing, um, <laughs> which is fun. Which is fun. Little song. Okay, the last comment is from Happy Trina. Which I love that. Happy Trina. Okay. (laughs) She says, thanks so much for your podcast. I realized my son was listening more than I thought. He surprised me when we went to the store and asked to pick out the veggies. Just like Dr. Jim said, LOL. Love it. Thanks, guys. That's cool. So he must have listened to that podcast where we were talking about like how how to get your kids to eat more veggies and one of them was take your kids to the store and let them pick out the veggies so that's cool yay glad we could help all right cool that's the comments right so that was comments with hayden all right good deal so uh carol i'm on on your website and i'm looking through it, it said i clicked the button that said tests or whatever it said order tests or whatever and i see all the vitamin t tests and the omega tests and all this great stuff that that I'm so relieved. I mean, this is going to really change my practice because I'm, I've, like I said, to try. I love to measure things, and every time I'm getting blood work on a child for an other reason, you know, um, for whatever it is, anemia or whatever, I always throw in a vitamin D level. And over the last couple of years, literally, probably ninety-five percent of the levels I check, or even higher, it's it's almost unheard of that I get a level that's adequate. Right. All my kids are low mm-hmm. in the 20s. And we live in California. And, you know, right? We live in sunny sun. California. You know, <laughs> you know, we're in the 20s and the 30s, uh-huh. which are just too, too low. You know, The range that was agreed upon by a consensus of 48 vitamin D researchers, which we also have on our site, is that your vitamin D level needs to be between 40 and 60 nanograms per ml. Mm-hmm. The standard medical practice right now, the lab comes back, and if you're 30 right. mm-hmm. or above, they say you're fine. And our recommendation is, no, you're not? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's 60%, and that's yeah. when the breast cancer rate yeah. goes down, yeah. right? 80%, that's what we were talking about, if it's mm-hmm. at 60. Yeah. So, so your uh, doctor might have said, oh, it's 35, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in exactly. the... Exactly. That's know, and, more uh, likely than not. And you're, so the, right, lower, you know? the lowest level... Is forty the lowest level that our panel recommends? Above forty, 
covers an awful lot of conditions. It doesn't cover everything. Okay. And that's another interesting little factoid out there is different vitamin D levels, like for rickets um, that Jim mentioned earlier, rickets can be prevented by having a vitamin D level of 20. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. not enough for cancer. It's not enough for heart conditions. It's mm-hmm. not enough for preterm births. So that's why yeah. you... Which is why yeah. I'm not seeing rickets in my... Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> I had my phone on, uh, on the silent. <laughs> you know, Except another thing, Carol, yeah. I learned, I was, this was fascinating. I learned from you that night was that as we age, we absorb less vitamin D from the sun. Right. Hmm. So really, we need to eat more vitamin D the older we get. Why is that? Is that true? It is true that you need more vitamin D intake other than the sun, probably, in our society as you age. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly, it's not very available in foods. And that's Mm -hmm. the other thing. Somebody says, what kind of food can I get to get enough vitamin D? And my answer is whale blubber. (laughs) Uh, Like the average person, adult, um, in the United States needs probably a minimum of 5,000 international units a day Mm -hmm. and 8,000 more likely. Mm. And if you look at what fish contains, the salmon or whatever, it might have 400 IU per serving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's 20 servings a day. You're not Mm going to do it. You can't. All right. Mm -hmm. right. So... Vitamin D has always come from the sun, yeah. and we've come indoors, flat mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's for years now. Uh, you know, it's all especially for the kids. You got to get the sunscreen, gotta... sunscreen, sunscreen, yeah. sunscreen. And I, you know, I think that uh, we're we're finally seeing that. Okay, there's there's a, um, a there's a downside to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe we're not seeing as much skin cancer. Maybe yeah. <clears throat> I don't have those statistics, but um, this is oh. pretty significant. So when I look at a pat, you know, it's like. <clears throat> a mom might get one of these packets, which are great. I love the way they're put. Um, and you turn it over at the back. I love – there's the picture of an iceberg. And at the top, mm-hmm. it's like this little part sticking out that says rickets because that's what we've always thought for a long time that vitamin D is good yeah. for. But and then underneath that, you have a list of probably 20 things, mm-hmm. probably the top 20 things I would mm-hmm. not want to get. Right. Right? Oh. Like the, you that's the list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Allergies, asthma, autism, cancer, cardiovascular disease, chronic pain, colds and flus, dental cavities, diabetes, type 1, eczema, fetal growth, <clears throat> excuse me, impairment, gestational diabetes, growth development and learning problems, preeclampsia, prenatal infections, and preterm birth. Like yeah. that's the list wow. of things that are the lifetime impact of deficiency on a developing child. So this, what this says, if I'm reading it correctly, that if a child is deficient in vitamin D, these are the things that are going to be impacted for their whole life. They have a higher rate of getting these things Mm -hmm. if they're deficient as a child. Mm -hmm. Am I reading that correctly? ongoingly deficient. There are many conditions that can be affected in later life by getting your serum level up. Mm -hmm. I want to add two more things to that, Hayden. Mm -hmm. Mental unwellness. Yes. Mm-hmm. The incidence of depression goes way up as your vitamin D level is down. Mm-hmm. And I just learned last week, Alzheimer's. Yeah. The higher the incidence of Alzheimer's is among those who have the lowest vitamin D levels, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense because it's, a, it's yeah. a, a hormone for the brain. There's a very sad statistic that Alaska has the highest level of suicides in the nation. 
Oh, guess why? Wow. Yeah, yeah think of where they are. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And these right. suicides happen in the wintertime when there's mm-hmm. essentially no sun. That's right. And this is oh. tragic because vitamin D is a very inexpensive vitamin, yes. in my experience. Oh, yeah, yes. sure. And yes. in, in fact, I mean, it's very inexpensive. Yeah. And I actually so. brought my vitamin D supplement. I'm going to ask you, Carol, about it. So I, hope, I don't know if you're, because, you know, I just went into the sprouts and I, you know, as a, as a physician, I picked what I thought was good. And I'm curious, I'm going to ask you, but so we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, I want to tease a few things. I'm, uh, it, questions I, we're going to hopefully talk yeah. about. Um, I, I, I'm curious, your theories on why my levels were, are, are low, you know, despite being a very tan type of person, I'm curious how often people should be maybe test getting their vitamin D level tested. What, what, once, once a, a month, once a year, once every two years, every, you know, I'm curious. And then um, some important information on breastfeed for breastfeeding moms and just how mm-hmm. vital uh, and pregnancy, you know, yeah. and pregnancy that is. And, um, and then I'm sure we'll think yeah, of I have, much, I have many, like many, many more questions. So let's, uh, we'll come back. Um, did, did you get those? <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. uh, we'll come back and uh, get into this. this I'm excited because yeah, uh, this me is too. pretty cool. All right. We'll be right back. Hello to all the mommies out there. Are you expecting a new baby or have a friend who is? Be sure to check out the newest book from the Sears family. The Healthy The Healthy Pregnancy Journal The Healthy Pregnancy Journal by Martha and Hayden Sears Hey, that's my grandmother! And Auntie Hayden! This book provides a week-by-week guide to honor and navigate Navigate your journey into motherhood with plenty of prompts and spaces to reflect on all that you're that you're experiencing that you're experiencing 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 and help you stay on track for a healthy for a healthy pregnancy it's sure to be a beautiful keepsake for any mother's pregnancy journey. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other bookstores. I love you, Mommy. The Healthy Pregnancy Journal. All right, we're back. That is so cute. Oh, I, love- I love him. He's <laughs> yeah. like our little that guy, podcast he's mo- got, mascot. Uh, he's, he's, I think he has a future in voice right. over. So, um, <laughs> all right, let me. Uh, it's funny. Normally, have I have Matt to keep us on track time wise, so I have to start the yeah. timer here. Uh, boom. Okay, good. So, um, all right, Carol. Uh, this hopefully now we can go head to toe all the organ systems mm-hmm. and. Um, but first, before we get into that. Um, I'm curious, do you have a theory why, because I don't use enough sunscreen and my levels were were low. I've, I've heard that um, if your liver is maybe busy dealing with, because you eat too much McDonald's and toxins and all that, <laughs> that maybe it doesn't have enough extra left over to kind of process the vitamin D into into how it needs to be. I'm curious if, if you have a take on that. One of the reasons that, well, first of all, if you do an analysis of lots of people who are taking 2,000 international units a day, 
for example. Mm. The variation in what their resultant blood or serum level is, it varies by a factor of six. Somebody might be at 20. Somebody might be at 120 with exactly the same intake. Why? And that's why intake is not the relevant measure. Mm. Um, If you think about your own body, um, at this point in time, there are many things that affect one's vitamin D level other than just intake or exposure to the sun. We are finding out, Grassroots Health is, that if you have um, a high enough omega-3 index level, it affects your vitamin D mm-hmm. level. Interesting. If you okay. have positively, positively. Okay. yes. Okay. And that yes. makes sense yes. because mine was in the middle zone. It okay. wasn't the bad zone, but it wasn't the great zone. Yeah. It was the middle zone. That okay. matters. Yeah. And then a similar kind of statement for magnesium. Mm-hmm. Magnesium is probably the second most deficient um, mineral, as it were, compared to vitamin D as a, as a different kind of thing. And we're now starting a magnesium project. But if you really kind of read kind of low on the magnesium intake, it affects your vitamin D level. Mm. And one of the exciting things that we're able to show with our research and all of our beautiful participants is the interaction of all these nutrients. You cannot mm. look at one. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the right. whole picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, yeah. no, um, we just learned that over and over yeah. and over. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, Dr. Mom said, yeah. put a lot of color on your plate. There you go. Yeah. That, that, there you that go. nutritional principle of synergy. Right. We all work together as exactly. a team. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it reminds me of the, yeah. the story I tell in my lectures that uh, 500 years ago, we knew that citrus prevented scurvy, yet... Vitamin uh, C wasn't discovered till about a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So for that, for four hundred years, we knew there was something good about Mother Nature and fruit, yeah. citrus fruit. And um, well, we didn't know. have McDonald's and all yeah. the all the convenience. But, um, years ago. So I'm curious. So I was I was 25. Um, I have to. I'm guessing you you probably test your levels pretty darn frequently just because you probably have them sitting around your office. And um, But for everybody out there listening, how often would you do you think they should have their levels checked? You need to do what we call a baseline test, like your very first test, and see where it is, mm-hmm. and then very likely adjust or do some kind of supplementation. We have a calculator on our site that says if you um, – all right, this level, it takes what your current level is in your weight and what you want to be. So if you okay. key in anything, it'll tell you an estimate of what you ought to try to get to that level. Okay, then great. you should test again after about three months. Okay. Because it takes about three months for your vitamin D level in your body to stabilize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, if I really like that. Real quick, Jim, will you give that yeah. website again? Because now people are like, "Oh, right. I want to go to the website." Probably, yeah, because they could go do this calculation. <laughs> right, Actually, right, I'm right, trying right, to find right. a right. grassrootshealth.net. Right. Okay. So and, go ahead. Um, okay. So and the calculator's on the homepage. Okay. okay. Cool. So it's oh, down let me there. hit the homepage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the three steps were: you calculate the baseline right. level. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you test first. You measure. You, you measure your baseline. Measure first, y'all. And then you go on your website to calculate how much you need to take to get to the level you want to reach. Yes. And then you give it three months and retest. Is yes. Those are three steps. Yes. Yeah. And that's then, it, but we're not through. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Cause, Cause the probability that's... is you're going to be pretty close, but maybe not. I mean, maybe okay. your body is one of those really low responders. So then uh, adjust your level again and then test again in another three months. And almost everybody seems to be able to get their levels where they want in that time of period. Mm-hmm. And then 
it's really up to you and how interested you are. At a minimum, you should test once a year. And that once a year ideal time is late March, early April after a winter mm-hmm. where you would have been mm-hmm. inside or whatever. And it will probably be at the lowest it will ever be is kind of that time period. So if you do it once a year, do it then. Mm-hmm. And then you can adjust and whatever. But we have lots of people that test at least twice a year. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and yeah, I yeah. think that'll, I'll be one of those people because yeah. I just did my calculation. Um, it was easy. I mean, my weight, put my weight in there. I took, put my level of 25. I put a desired level of 60. And what'd you get? I got, I should be taking 9,000 IUs a day. There you go. So, which is a lot. That's about, I'm only taking, this, this uh, <laughs> supplement, the, the one I grabbed off of a um, at Sprouts uh, is 5,000. I figured, you know, hey, 5,000 mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking that most days. I mean, there's you miss days, and I think uh, I bet you I'm taking it four times a week, which obviously is probably not nearly enough. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see. I'll, I'll yeah, test my let's levels do it. and then and see uh, yeah. where it's at. No. So, Three months, we'll talk you know, about so, Carol, it. you're sitting next to two doctors who are vitamin D deficient. Yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> we are so two, glad to have met you. <laughs> we are two sun-worshipping, sun. so, sunburnt <laughs> doctors yeah. with yeah, low vitamin D. Doctors, yeah. so. And you're not. And it's funny because I want to protect. My, I'm out in the sun all the time, sure. and. Um, one little trick I learned, and I, I'd like to comment on, is if you apply coconut oil to your skin, you can protect a bit against sun damage, but still not screen out the vitamin D from sunshine like, like the uh, SPF of 30 or right. 50 would do. What do you think right. about coconut oil on the skin? I don't have an educated opinion on coconut mm. oil at this mm-hmm. point in time, so... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love coconut oil. But yeah. we like to talk yeah. about sunscreen? Yeah, let's yes, do that. Let's pause and do that. And I think it's a good lead-in to yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. um, there was recently a paper published just a few months ago actually saying that actually sunscreen, most sunscreens are harmful because mm. of the chemicals they have in them. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, if they're... If they're bad for a coral reef, <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously, and like then, micro. And then how how can it possibly be good to put mm-hmm. on your skin? You know, and and, and the, in a coral reef, it's microscopic because yeah. it's going off your skin into the water, being diluted, and it still kills the coral reef. Mm-hmm. What is it doing to your baby's skin? Right. Oh. You know, being yeah. absorbed. And the um, one of the surprises to some people, I don't. In one sense, no, why it was a surprise, but they said, oh, my gosh, that sunscreen gets absorbed into your skin. Well, so does <laughs> everything else you put on your skin. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, there are really only two chemicals in the sunscreen that you should look for that are truly safe. One is zinc oxide, and the other one is titanium yes. dioxide. Yes, Okay, that's it. That's what I say. And I'm so glad I got it right. <laughs> all right. Yes. So all um, those other things like avobenzone and bad, bad, bad. You know, things okay, with much longer those. lines. Don't do this. Yeah. Now, the real issue with sunscreen, though, is mostly I would consider it like moms especially with their children, but even on their own bodies. They don't apply enough. People don't realize it takes a real slathering to get that out there. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of the not working is that people, oh, I've got sunscreen on. I'm going to stay here three hours. And lo and behold, they got to burn. Yeah, right? right. The real message with the sun, from my standpoint, is not sunscreen. It's just don't burn. Mm-hmm. Get out in the sun as much as you can and don't mm-hmm. burn. And when you start to get that kind of beginning pinky tinge, cover up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> with your children or even yourself, um, wearing a, 
a cap or something, a big floppy cap to keep your face protected. That's a very sensitive point. Mm -hmm. Um, But the body will actually be protected from even the basal cell and squamous cell cancers that occur if you have a tan. Mm. So a tan is protective. And the other thing that people have, in my mind, erroneously come to some association with is melanoma, which is a deadly form of cancer. Sure. Um, There is zero evidence that says that comes from the sun. Really? Really. Mm -hmm. And I can... Provide anybody documentation. I, I, I on think that. my dad is living proof of that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, like, if you ever want to know where my dad is, he's, he's in the sun, outside. in his speedos, in the sun. <laughs> literally, you're gonna get so many comments. <laughs> and about this that. is not just like in his older years. I'm, I yeah. remember. Fifth, when I was a tiny kid, he was out in the sun all yeah. day long. And, and Dad, uh, so have you ever had any sort of skin cancer no, or anything never, like that? never have. Group, so. And yeah. the only effect I have is um, we have a family trait. Although the males, the males in their 90s have a full head of hair. Well, I never wore a hat. <laughs> so I yeah. would put a qualification on that, Jim. If I had to do it all over again, I would have worn a hat yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe protected a little bit of my hair that I Dad said hat police whenever <laughs> whenever we go outside or our kids mostly. He's like, put on a hat. Put on, put on a hat. Luckily, luckily yeah. mom loves you even without a nice yeah, full head of hair. Men have gray hair, but uh, ladies have silver hair. So it's white. As a mom, I I just have a couple comments about the sunscreen because it's, you know, we're programmed from such an early time as a mom to really be scared of the sun. I know. And it actually brings a lot of anxiety. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when my kids want to go outside or to the beach, I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it. Like, I don't want to deal with the sunscreen battle, the hassle. And sometimes we choose to not go outside because we don't want to do sunscreen, which is ridiculous. And I know know my wife, uh, she often doesn't want to go into the sun because she doesn't want to get the the crow's feet. Yeah, and so the other programming that women receive, and men too, is is sun damage with, with wrinkles and spots and stuff like that. And so I think that the the message has been perpetuated that there is this fear of the sun and so sunscreen is the answer and it's not just in sunscreen it, i was looking at my my beauty products my face moisturizer my foundation it all has sunscreen in it <clears throat> so this is really interesting I'm- please take a look at our website under our videos um we had a session in 2014 and it was recorded you'll see videos on uh, UCSD's website um, but the whole seminar, it was a full day of scientists talking about the sun and public health. Mm-hmm. We have reached a point, certainly in the United States, where the message about staying out of the sun is hurting people. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. really hurting people. Yes. And yeah. we need to get past this fear. And again, the message is don't burn. Please keep that in mind. Yes, if yes. your kids want to go outside, mm-hmm. let them go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. and, and it's it's a big okay. thing now with having those uh, uh, sun protect like those yeah, sun big, shirts, uh, the, the big rash guards. Yeah, or the, the sun shirts are really popular suits, now, yeah, and, and and that's great. So I work with a lot of moms who have sensory sensitive children, and so okay. sunscreen. Sure. And I have one has 
always been a problem. Right. I mean, always. Right. And so mm -hmm. the sun shirts, the hats is a really great kind of answer to that. And then the other thing is the spray sunscreen now oh, is a huge man. thing. I hate, I hate that. that. I hate when somebody at the right? beach next to me is spraying it and yeah. I'm, and now now I'm, I'm breathing, breathing it in. It in. Oh, it's like a breathing in hairspray. Yeah. It's yes. awful. Yes. However, you know, it's, I, I've got to tell you, and I'm an educated mom in all this. I, I will grab it because it's mm -hmm. easy. easy. It's simple. Yeah. My kids can do it on, on them uh, by themselves. Yeah. And I don't get the hassle it so it 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 there's there's this draw even though deep down i know it's nah, it's not good <laughs> yeah, for them yeah. it's like i i am choosing not to pick that battle in the moment and, and, but and, you know, i, I want to yell when i i'm in the pool and mm -hmm. they're spraying and i'm smelling it mm -hmm. i just yeah, want right. to yell Stop, Stop spraying your children. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You know, uh, parents may want to go, oh, what were those two ingredients again? It's essentially yeah. zinc or zinc oxide, zinc oxide or titanium. titanium. Now, those are the two, they're going to they're gonna turn you white, <laughs> white. or a little bit they bluish, yeah. and it's going to be really hard to rub in, um, which is fine. That's, yeah, those are, that's, that's okay. it. You know? I remember my daughter, she's now 16, she like... She now gives me crap for all these really super healthy things I did when she was little, which is which just feels amazing, right? Because I yeah. tried so hard. But she remembers me getting the sunscreen, and she she's like, "Mom, it was like your peanut butter being spread on my body." <laughs> she's like, "I could yeah. have eaten it." Yeah, and right. it's like, they're, kids are not most kids won't put up with that. I mean, she yeah. just was like. We tried it once yeah. and she was done. So it's hard when you get those all natural sunscreens right. because kids really don't want to put them on. And I mean, sure. if I'm being honest, I don't want to put them on either if it's going to keep my face white. So, yes. you know, I get why we reach for these alternatives, yeah, sure. but yeah. I think it's important to keep in mind that maybe a hat, maybe not going outside in that really, you know, blistering hot of the day. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. like, <laughs> my eyes are going wild with this. Well, okay. the, time, Go the time to get your vitamin D from the sun is between 10 and 2. So, and that's uh -huh, the exactly when people are told yeah. not, not to go, to go out. in the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, right. the different rays of the sun that create the vitamin D versus the burning, the vitamin D is between 10 and 2. Uh -huh. After okay. that, Anything you do is much more liable to cause mm -hmm. you problems or create burns. Really? Yeah, sure. Wait, so, so if that's... Actually, people who are indoor workers have mm -hmm. more melanoma than outdoor workers. Really? Another, oh. another say that, say that again. Really? So the people, people that have gotten the worst inside. kind of skin cancer tend to be inside, inside people. Right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. So like, you yeah. know, of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist person. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I actually have heard quite a bit of people from the more the natural side of things say that the, the sunscreen industry is this huge industry and that's who's telling us these things. Yeah. Oh, so, for sure. Hey, yeah. if, I, if I was selling sunscreen, sure. I'd be saying the same stuff. And Carol, I love your bottom line message to parents. You want your children to tan, but not burn. Right. Mm -hmm. Tan, but not burn. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Tanning mm -hmm. is good for you, actually. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It so, actually protects your skin. Yes. Excellent. So should we move on from yeah. sunscreen? One last point. Uh, one last point. Often a parent will go, oh, my, my child's allergic to this particular sunscreen because mm -hmm. they got a rash. What I see often happening is they go to the beach, they run around, they get hot and sweaty, and then they put sunscreen on mm -hmm. and the pores are like wide open and... You put anything on yeah. hot, sweaty skin, you're gonna probably get a bumpy rash. Yeah. And uh, so I often say, if you when you do sunscreen, put it on, you know, before you you're you know you leave the house and just put on a little layer and mm -hmm. and and then go for it. Okay, enough of, enough of sunscreen, right? <laughs> sunscreen, yeah. what, what are we gonna do next? So do we want to do the head to toe uh, benefits of vitamin D? Actually, or, or before what? we do yeah, that, I have one other really, really, really 
big item I would like to okay. mention, yes, since so much of your group is uh, in the pediatric kind of thing. Um, the vitamin D, getting a preconception woman's vitamin D level up to this 40 to 60 level, mm -hmm. right, uh, can literally prevent asthma from ever occurring in that child. They've wow. demonstrated that mm -hmm. in clinical trials. And it helps with so many things. Um, but the preterm birth part, we have done our own study on changing the standard of care in a major hospital. And literally all that was done was testing every single pregnant woman that walked in the door for her vitamin D level and helping her adjust it to get to at least 40. It reduced preterm births by 40 to 60%. Wow. wow. 40 to 60 40 60%. That's enormous. Oh, right. Now, the higher level was due to, for the most part, it's darker-skinned people mm -hmm. because they're already very low. But once they got to that um, higher serum level, still the 40 to 60, this so-called racial disparity disappeared. Wow. There were, Interesting. Yeah. Oh. So, hmm. so they're sure that... So the thing you first said, I just want to make sure I understand it. If yes. a pregnant mom had adequate levels of vitamin D, her child then for the rest of their life would never get asthma? That, well, we haven't or, tracked or, the whole life. Or okay. much, yeah. At least a much yeah, lower rate. Much a lo lower, lower rate? rate. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. So I, that I, means I need to call my daughter right now. She just got engaged. <laughs> so uh, there'll probably be a wedding next summer and uh -huh. then kids. So. And I, Please. I bet you she, sure she has never her. had her vitamin D level yeah, checked. Yeah, put that on there. I bet you that. So I know. We're and all like... Text her I'm right hoping now. that within your, your pediatric practice, actually, that a focus on this for those women who might have another child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, can get up there and going. Okay, yeah. head to toe. Are you okay, ready? yes, let's do head to toe. But just for time efficiency, because yes. I know we could talk for 10 yeah. hours, <laughs> let's, we'll have to let's be just, brief on each yeah, part and then and brief on each part. And then if there's something specific, we'll go into detail. First of all, vitamin D is in every cell in your body, okay. every cell. Wow. So there's nothing it doesn't affect, all right? Yeah. So that's kind of an important perspective. Gotcha. Um, head to toe, you've already heard it mentioned, the um, um, Alzheimer's and cognitive decline are all associated with low vitamin D levels, as is Parkinson's. <laughs> we don't have enough information on that yet to to be very conclusive about it, but... Alzheimer's, yes, I've actually seen the lab studies and, and seen the things. Um, the whole upper respiratory system, major impact. That's where a lot of the immune system stuff happens. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been lots of studies there. Uh, f the Having a higher vitamin D level um, will actually prevent more cases of the flu than any flu shot will. Really? Will you say yeah. that again? Having a higher vitamin D level of at least 40 nanograms per ml will prevent more cases of the flu than any known flu shot. Wow. With so, zero negative side effects. To the best of there our knowledge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we actively encourage people in flu season to do that. Um, we've talked a little bit. Um, Real quick, no, though, like flu season comes, what, October? And it's I heard you say that three-month thing. So we want to be... Which is interesting. Yeah, we want to be taking, making sure our vitamin D levels are adequate oh, before we, we, we the, got the flu. All year we can talk about. This I is just true. Want to talk <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. No, but the, you know what? This is a, th a big deal right now. That flu yeah. shot, and you, yeah. you're here of people wanting alternatives because yeah. you know we're, we're we sometimes get 
there's this fear mentality oh, about not that getting the flu shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. moms are then asking, okay, if, if we're not going to do the flu shot, what can we do? Yeah. Get your so level up. yes, and start that way before yes. the flu season comes. Yes. So mm-hmm. and, and colds too. I saw colds the other and flu. Possibility uh, is also you can take large doses of vitamin D to pump it up a little mm-hmm. bit faster. Mm-hmm. All right, so if somebody uh, reaches a point and they're kind of low and flu season's coming, they can take 10,000 IU a day mm-hmm. uh, for a few days, but so it, it's yeah. not bad to do that. This so it, popped in my mind. Yeah. What about the some of the supplements that are, say, 50,000 and then you take it once a week? Are you a fan of those or would you prefer I'm not, it? and I'll tell you why. And we had talked very briefly before about, you know, kind of talk top to bottom here. Let's talk about breastfeeding a minute, okay. all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, clinical trial-wise, the documented amount of vitamin D that the average mom needed to have her breast milk replete, the mom needed to be taking 6,400 IU a day. Mm. All right? So they really need to get it up there. And at that point, you can say you don't need to give your baby vitamin D. But the reason that the societies continue to recommend it is because mom isn't taking care of herself. Right. Mm-hmm. All right? Right. But the other point with giving it to the baby is they're not all consistent with that. So, again, if you make yourself (laughs) replete. But it was 6,400 IU a day for a breastfeeding mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And uh, so if mom doesn't have enough... She's not giving it to the baby, exactly. and, and, both are and the baby's not that's, getting it anywhere. That's mm-hmm. where I want to come back to the um, the daily versus weekly dose sure. with the baby, and with the type of vitamin D that's going across in the breast milk. Uh, it takes daily dosing. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah, because um, they're not getting the the twenty five OHD. They're really getting D three, which is the almost like taking a pill. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things we don't yet know about vitamin D. Right. Okay? Right. How many other systems need it daily oh, sure. that we mm-hmm. just don't know about? So I find it personally very easy. Believe it or not, my vitamin D gets taken every morning as I'm doing my brushing my teeth. Just <laughs> associate it with a routine. <laughs> Should you take we, it with a, a fatty meal or an empty stomach? What would you recommend? Yeah. Just probably just take if. it, as long as you take it. <laughs> just just well, take it. No, some vitamins <laughs> don't process well outside of fat. So is this one of those vitamins you want to take with it food? It is processed better if you mm-hmm. take it with fatty mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But again, then you're constraining when you can take it. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's more important to take it um, in one sense to us than it is to do that. But yes, knowing mm-hmm. that it absorbs better with a fatty meal uh-huh. sure. is, is always good. I want to circle back around to something you had said um, concerning colds and flus. Because, yes. I mean, all this stuff is concerning, but the cold and flus are so like in the moment practical, like mm-hmm. nobody wants those. Um, and I was talking to a naturopath a while ago, and she said, like, when you get that first tingle of something, you know something's coming, mm-hmm. you can take, you know, around 25,000 a day, even up to 50,000 a day for yes. a few days and yes, is that that's, that's accurate that's is fine. that for an adult and child probably not for a child Ch- maybe I, I would stick to the ten thousand the ten thousand and for about how many days five five days yeah. okay and then you want to go back to your kind of your baseline what you usually take okay i like that a lot and you know for moms out there i have these gels that are tiny i mean you know probably a two-year-old could swallow them they're really tiny like the it's size like, of a tic-tac yeah maybe even. and it's like five thousand uh-huh. so if they take 
two of those a day when they're starting to get that colder flu. That's it's mm-hmm. kind of easy and drops. There's there's mm-hmm. drops you can just put in their orange juice. Yeah. Or hey, since we're on the subject, can I, yeah. Carol? Can I get your opinion on my mine? <laughs> Essentially, it's a it's a pretty name brand. Mm-hmm. It's got five thousand uh, D three with K two. Um, is that uh, did I pick a good one? Yes hey. and no. Okay. All okay. right. The the good part is it's D three. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure of that. The no that I would put in here is that it also has vitamin K, calcium, and phosphorus. Because people's vitamin D intakes vary so much, we always mm-hmm. recommend you get something with only vitamin D in it. Okay. And then you can adjust all those other intakes however you need to. Gotcha. Whereas if you said, no, I need two of these, well, well then you you're need taking... twice as much of this other one. Right. Oh, you're saying okay. you're taking extra okay. of the phosphorus and right. you may not need if that. You... Right. So, exactly. so I should not even get the K2 then? You can get K2 in a separate bottle. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So that, I should be really doing it. I see. Because you don't want to mass dose K2. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. It's a little bit bottle clumsy, but, but uh, hey, we think well, it's better because we don't know how you're going yeah. to And I need to it. I need to get this right because, yeah. you know, even my levels a year ago were 25, and yeah. I kind of was using your calculator to kind of guess what my levels probably are based on. And I'm guessing I'm averaging about 2,000 a day because I miss days. And I bet you, uh, because your calculator says mm-hmm. I should be at about a 35 right yeah. now, which is still not enough. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've got to bump this up. Uh-huh. And so then, uh, optimally, if, if you want to be just optimal health, what, sh- like, what would you want to see your level be at? If you're like, yes, you're nailing it, you, you're so protected, mm-hmm. what would that level look like? The 40 to 60 gets most people in that healthy range. Uh-huh. But I personally, my level is slightly above 60 okay. because I've been now umpteen years since 2005. I have not had a recurrence of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm very healthy and I'm close to 80 years old. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I think that matters a great deal. And so for our listeners and for us personally, the, the whole breast area with breastfeeding, mm-hmm. breast cancer is, is like that's kind of probably at the top of our list. Mm-hmm. So my kids, their grandma on their paternal side, she had breast cancer when she was 15. Mm-hmm. Again, when she was 22. So that indicates a very hereditary mm-hmm. uh, type of breast cancer. So breast cancer prevention has always been on my radar since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, every every few weeks, I, I hear of a new somebody close to me, their parents or their somebody gets mm-hmm. breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So I imagine a lot of our listeners out there kind of, you know, maybe even crying, pull, pulling their hair out. This is so simple. Mm-hmm. Like my, you know, my mom mm-hmm. didn't have to pass or my friend didn't have yeah. to struggle so much or my, yeah. you know, all these things that we're seeing in our society because of breast cancer. And it's it's maybe as simple as a tiny little pill every day, little soft gel? The 80% reduction I was referring to earlier is with mm. the standard um, breast cancer, all right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. That's almost all breast cancers. It's about 80% of all of the, breast, of cancers breast cancers are that standard kind okay. of breast cancer. There are some other highly invasive or inflammatory cancers which need special treatment, and vitamin D doesn't do its thing with them in prevention. But my gosh, people, if we can prevent 80%, that's enormous. And the cost of preventing it is it's so, I mean, it's tiny. Mm-hmm. It's tiny. Yes. And, and Carol, your, your, your message and your mission is so timely because I think we are in the age of what can I do to prevent? Exactly. Right. What are my take-home skills, not right. just the pills right. I can take by right. prescription, but doctor, what can I do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to prevent it? And that's why your message is so timely. 
Thank you. We have been working at this for quite a while, and I'm sure Dr. Garland and others will be happy to know it's finally timely. <laughs> it's timely in lots of ways, financially. I mean, the healthcare industry is extremely expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By vitamin D alone, uh, it would save at least 35% of our entire medical costs in the nation. 35 percent with nothing more than vitamin d well and that's you know that yeah. sounds alarming but it's really not because if you look at all those things we mentioned towards the beginning all the things that decrease the likelihood that mm -hmm. decrease if your vitamin d levels are sufficient i mean everything on here is what that money goes towards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, type you have diabetes right. and all those. See, that was a big one. Yeah, diabetes. we do. We need, let's <laughs> talk you know, about that. I was reading I, that diabetes came up towards the top of the list, mm -hmm. and and it's the type two diabetes, the most preventable type. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. And and I thought vitamin D, preventing type two diabetes. Wow. But type two diabetes. I mean, yeah. the the that's cost a, to our nation is astronomical. It is. Yeah. The assumption has been made, though, uh, and I really want to clarify this, that type 1 diabetes is not preventable, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the assertion is wrong. Mm -hmm. And there is a chart, which you can see on our website, yeah. and it shows the occurrence of type 1 diabetes at different parts in the nation, excuse mm -hmm. me, in different places in the world, and it's really close to zero occurrence at the equator. Wow. which is associated with higher D levels. Mm. Uh, and we are in the middle of running a very large and exciting project right now with helping stop the progression of type 1 diabetes as well as preventing it with a very, very large group of people. Gotcha. So that's Which fair. is why I'm going to move to Hawaii. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Jim out. everybody. Another going down the body just a little bit, colon yeah. cancer. Mm -hmm. oh, yes, and that's Which, close to 100% preventable by vitamin D. Sure. That's been demonstrated. Prostate cancer, big impact. Yeah. Um, at least 60% um, of it, like men who had some evidence of prostate cancer, agreed to watch and wait. And about 60% of them didn't have lesions anymore after about six months mm -hmm. with doing no more than vitamin D. And okay. that's huge wow. because on our family, the Sears family, we have colon cancer on both sides mm -hmm. of our of our family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad's a colon cancer mm -hmm. survivor. Mm -hmm. I'm actually supposed to get my colonoscopy done last wow. year when yeah. I turned 40. I was supposed to have it yesterday oh, and they you... called me to cancel and they wanted to do it today. Uh -huh. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> which uh, so well, I think this will be my fourth one. And I really like that, Carol. That's really good to know because that's colon cancer is... You know, I, I, I already talked to my kids about prevention with breast cancer and colon mm -hmm. cancer. Um, so, so that's great. I mean, right um, there, that would be enough for me. Melanoma, colon, <laughs> colon cancer, cancer. Breast cancer. Di diabetes, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I'm sold. Yeah. But, but there's all, all the do things strokes? you don't want to get. Do strokes? Really? Strokes? Okay, there's Let's more. Let's talk about that. But wait, there's more. Uh, strokes. Um, we had a presentation one time by a cardiologist, and he showed us um, the plaque that people get, uh, unfortunately, for good or ill, um, and don't avoid by food and all that stuff, they get all this plaque in their arteries. What causes the stroke is the plaque shatters or it comes mm -hmm. apart mm -hmm. and a piece of it goes floating mm -hmm. through your bloodstream and mm -hmm. gets up to your brain. Vitamin D actually makes the cap on that plaque soft. Oh, okay. So it doesn't crack. Gotcha. Oh. So the probability of it coming apart 
and then going floating through your up to your brain is mm-hmm. almost non-existent. Oh, that's fascinating. So there, there are other things wow. that D does for your heart, but that was a very, very big one. Um, what other body part would you like to know? I can tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gosh, well, you—I sh- mean, you share. Like, what else is? Do you think will make us go? Oh my gosh! The very first thing when we first started this project, my phone rang off the wall with people saying, "Thank you, thank you, thank you," uh, and I said, "What are you thanking me for?" It has an immediate, within a couple of weeks, effect on chronic pain. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Whether just kind of all types, arthritis, musculoskeletal type pain, but within a week or two. Many people notice a change. And in how pain. many of us are dealing with chronic yeah, pain and the, opioid, the opioid uh-huh. crisis and everything? Oh, uh-huh. um, okay. I'm always concerned about mental illness and its relation to vitamin D. Um, and that's—I don't see this on the this list on the brochure. Is no. there some good studies done oh, yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's okay, because I know that's that's something. And we, we can find these studies on your website, you do, right? You Grass can. grassrootshealth.net. Right. And, and, and one, sorry, go ahead, Carol. <laughs> uh, multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. uh, seems to be very much again like that. Where do people live who get multiple sclerosis? It's all in the no sun places. Mm-hmm. There's a very well known uh, researcher down in Brazil who has given people with MS very serious MS, very big doses of vitamin D, not that you ever want to do on your own, but he also monitors other medical Mm -hmm. values. And after a very short period of time, six months, I consider that six months Mm -hmm. or whatever, the lesions they had from MS decline and even go away. He cures it, all right? Wow. So that's another piece of evidence about Mm -hmm. different conditions needing something specific Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so that's that's another biggie there um that we like to to bring to your attention and and fractures as you as you get older falls falls are probably the toward the top of the list of medical problems as we get older a fall a fracture and it's literally downhill after that so prevention of fractures is really you know anybody out there that's dealing with ms i think i'm pulling up the the doctor's protocol for that and i mean so this website is great because you're all the stuff that we're talking about that sounds almost too good to be true it's Uh i'm seeing the evidence on your website it's it's really great and that kind of leads into i mean cavities i'm reading here cavities and i'm because my i'm taking my kids to the dentist hopefully soon and you know i always kind of go in so with some trepidation like oh how many cavities are we going to get and i'm often told well cavities are somewhat genetic because you can have like all three of my kids do same dental care care and one of them seems to get cavities more than the other and i'm curious if you know if i were to test their vitamin d levels if that child would have a lower vitamin d level than they're supposed to or might need more vitamin d, d than, than the, the others, others. okay oh, that's interesting it's, okay it's the whole genetic thing has also uh, misled us, I think, into allowing that to dominate something when, as a matter of fact, sure, you may have a genetic predisposition mm-hmm. predisposition <laughs> or something, but that doesn't mean that taking extra vitamin D or some other nutrient might not counter that. Mm-hmm. Our whole lives are built around mm-hmm. our life experiences with our family, our friends, our foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Our genes are only part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. But there's everything. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like 
I think it's bottom just, line. It's just too yeah, much. Bottom line. You know, if <laughs> somebody everything. is listening and is not convinced, then I <laughs> I don't know what else we're gonna know. say. <laughs> you know, it's good luck. And uh, you know, you know, it's funny. I I was just just thinking. You know, my my health insurance uh, every month is is a lot of money, mm-hmm. and it goes to pay for all this stuff where mm-hmm. that could be prevented or drastically redu- reduced by a mm-hmm. a twenty dollar bottle of. Of vitamin D, yeah. you know, and uh, so, wow. And the just another crazy note: rickets is on the rise. Is it really? Yep. Yeah. Again, mm. kids are indoors. Mm-hmm. They're watching TV. Mm-hmm. They're playing with their cell phones. They're not going outside at all. Wow. So yeah. let's stop that. I mean, that's there's just no need. Okay. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it's you know, I'm just kind of blown away. Yeah. Like know, I, I'm my, thinking about my brain literally about hurts. Like ten friends. I want to text right when we get off this podcast. Yeah. Right. Check, so I'm get your be, vitamin I'm D. I'm going to be ordering these tests for every single one of my patients. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know if you have a bulk bulk <laughs> price or not. <laughs> so that's be really happy to make an arrangement yes, with you. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really good for parents to know. Ask your doctor to test to to test your yeah. your children. Get tested. Really. Really. I mean, this is a simple thing that you can do. I know as a mom, um, we're kind of bombarded with all these things we feel like we need to do that are so important. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming that we just, we don't know which are the most important. And so I kind of have this thing in my mind as a mom, um, what's, you know, there's some things that are high yield. They take a lot of energy. They're hassles, right? But they're maybe the benefits is not very much. Mm-hmm. So kind of have the scale, mm-hmm. right? If it's going to be a super hassle to do, it has to be a huge benefit. But this one seems like the, the benefits are astronomical. Are. And the, the hassle factor is very, very low. There's like almost no hassle. So I this is a no-brainer for parents. I caution for you okay. and all listeners. Okay. Have your doctor test it. But make sure you get what the exact reading is. Mm-hmm. Do not rely upon your healthcare professional to tell you everything's okay. Right. Oh, it's normal. Upon, it's normal, right. Exactly. What was Insist my level? upon getting your level and make sure it's in that 40 to 60 range. Yeah. We have an awful lot of literature that patients or people actually print out and take to their doctors mm-hmm. so they can get more knowledgeable about vitamin D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's key because if, yeah. you know, pretty much with any blood test, and I kind of geek out over it. My doctors kind of laugh at me because I like study it. I look at it. Because if you're in a level that's like, like the medium to low range, you want to know that. So it never has to dip into the low range. This is this is information so that why not have everything be in the high range, in the optimal range, especially something like this that is so easy and simple. There's no reason to be in the medium to low range of this. Get yourself up there because it's so mm-hmm. simple. Let's maybe let's finish today May with I a little... One other you suggestion? Yeah, yeah. We have this massive worldwide project going on where people can enroll in our grassroots health projects and capture data, do their tests and all of this sort of stuff. And yes, there's a fee for enrolling in this. But by enrolling it, you are sharing your experiences with thousands and thousands of others. And it makes it even more valuable. So you can get your own personalized health system and everything yeah. for this. So, so it sounds like you're essentially tracking people's levels. Uh, and then you And then you use that data to to um, help people know what a, a good dose would be, I'm exactly. guessing. I'm guessing and, your calculator is kind of based themselves. on that. And to help themselves. I mean, right. we, our system allows them to see, hey, I took 5,000 IU of vitamin D and I got to 35, and I'm looking at a pain chart 
which has 10,000 people's levels on it, and it tells me there very easily that, oh, if I got up to 50, I might reduce my pain level even more. Mm -hmm. So because we have so many people Mm -hmm. out there and their data, we show it all back to the end user so that they can take action. Wow. All right, cool. Thank you. Okay, wow. So <laughs> so my brain hurts. I'm moving to Hawaii. Um, and um, with, with your vitamin D pill. I think we should just all relocate. I'm really curious uh, to you guys out there, you know, if you know your levels, uh, let us know. And, yeah. um, and, and, uh, yeah, I, is there I, any... I like Good Morning Sunshine. Uh, what a favorite, what a great song to sing to your children. Good Morning Sunshine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or how about You Are My Sunshine? You Are My, my sunshine. sunshine. You make me happy <laughs> when skies are gray. <laughs> You'll never know, oh, dear, how much I love you. Love you. Please don't, don't take my sunshine away. away. Oh, there. Cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it. Good show, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, that music tells us that we are at the end of today, and uh, literally, my brain hurts. Yeah. And uh, this is probably one of our longest shows. And um, let's go through the website. I don't have it. It's uh, grassrootshealth.net, right? Yes. Like, okay, see, I did that by memory. Nice. I said it enough that I remember <laughs> it. And uh, if you want to find us on um, on social media, you can find us at uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast on uh, Facebook or Instagram. On the internets, you can find us at askdrsears.com slash podcast. Uh, we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and hopefully help you through those ones. It sounds like you can avoid a lot of the unjoyful right? moments by just, <laughs> just taking, taking vitamin, vitamin D, D. Yeah. and getting your levels checked. Um, I mean, yeah, it's uh, and I think one of the important things you really you, you stress, Carol, is that uh, um, just picking a number for intake isn't good enough. I could take 5,000. Somebody else could take 5,000. It might be enough for him. It's not probably not enough for me. And unless you get your levels checked, you are flying blind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the stakes are very, very, very high with this. So... So let's uh, get your levels checked. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you, Carol. All of you for listening, too. Mm -hmm. And um, it's great having Dr. William Sears in with us as well. And uh, for Hayden and uh, a missing sound man, Matt. I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears. And we will see you next time.